Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. We bless your great name. We lift up Pastor Joshua and his crusade this week in Africa. We pray for peace in Israel. We pray the blood of Jesus over back pain. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our series on the supernatural events of God, and we start with the Jordan River being parted so that the children of Israel could cross over into the promised land. In Joshua chapter 3, verses 9 through 17, the Israelites had broken camp with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Now the Jordan River was in flood stage, but as soon as the priests stepped into the water, the river stopped flowing. My friends, how much faith do you need to trust God and step into a flooded river? The feet of the priest got wet, but none of the other Israelites were wet because just like the Red Sea crossing, they crossed on dry land. At the Red Sea crossing, God told them to stand still. At the Jordan River crossing, God instructs them to move. We must have the type of relationship with God to know what he wants us to do and when he wants us to do it. Joshua continued to show his faith in God as he followed the instructions of God in taking the walled city of Jericho. Joshua was a military man, but he obeyed the strange orders given by God in Joshua chapter 6, verses 6 through 20. Joshua and his armed men were to march around the city of Jericho once a day for six consecutive days with seven priests blowing trumpets preceding the Ark of the Covenant. On the seventh day, they were to circle Jericho seven times. Then Joshua gave the order in verse 16 to shout, For the Lord has given you the city. Another supernatural event recorded in the book of Joshua was the sun and the moon stood still for the army of Israel while they destroyed the armies of the Amorites in Joshua chapter 10. Folks, the Lord had commanded that the Israelites destroy every city in the land of Canaan because of their wickedness. The Amorites had five cities and their kings joined forces to fight against the Israelites. Joshua and his forces came to attack the five kings killing a large part of the armies. Those who escaped were killed when God sent large hailstones upon the enemy. Verse 11 says, More died from the hailstones than the children of Israel had killed with the sword. To complete the victory, God delayed the sun from setting to give Joshua time to complete the task. Listen to what Joshua says in Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the people had revenge upon their enemies. 
Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there has been no day like that before it or after it that the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. My brothers and sisters, when the Creator of heaven and earth wants to delay the setting of the sun, He can do it because He is the one in charge of the motion of everything in the universe. In the book of Judges, God gave Samson many supernatural victories showing his strength, including killing a lion with his bare hands in Judges chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, killing 30 Philistines in Judges chapter 14, verse 19, killing 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, and he took the door of the gate of the city and two gateposts in Judges chapter 16, verse 3, and his final act, he killed 3,000 Philistines by pushing two main support pillars of the Philistines' temple, causing the temple to collapse on them and himself in Judges chapter 16, verses 29 and 30. My comrades for Christ, Samson was blessed with God-given supernatural physical power, but he gave into temptation several times and suffered the consequences. God had sanctified Samson to be a servant of the people, but he was more interested in chasing women than serving God. One of the more humorous stories in the Bible is found in 1 Samuel chapter 5. The Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant and brought it to the temple of Dagon. This deity was the Philistine god of vegetation. The Philistines placed the Ark like a trophy for their deity. The next morning, the priest of Dagon found their god toppled over on the floor of the temple. The priest placed Dagon back in its place, and the next morning they found Dagon on the floor of the temple again, broken into pieces, with only the torso left. Then the Lord struck the Philistines with tumors, and they decided to send the ark back to Israel. My friends, the Philistines believed that they were in control of the ark, but in reality, the ark was in control of them through the supernatural power of God. When God told Moses how the ark was to be handled and moved, many men lost their lives because of the improper handling of the ark. When the Philistines returned the ark to Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 6, they used two cows and no driver for the cart to see if God would direct the cart. It stopped at the border town of Beth Shemesh. Israel was happy to see the ark, and the Philistines, who had followed from a distance, returned home. The Philistines sent along an offering, five gold coins from each of the five major Philistine cities, and gold rats, one for each of the other towns and villages. The Levites at Beth Shemesh took the ark off the cart, which was fine. The men of Beth Shemesh split the wood of the cart and sacrificed the cows to the Lord as a burnt offering. But they made a mistake. They looked inside the ark at the gold. Only the Levites could handle the ark, and God struck down the men of Beth Shemesh. Folks, this may seem like a harsh punishment for the men, but God is holy and gave specific instructions how the ark was to be handled. I blame the Levites 
for allowing this tragedy to occur. They knew better. God has placed His holiness inside the believer, and He has made it plain how He wants us to handle our lives. When we choose to live for Him, we give Him permission to use us for His glory. If we live contrary to His instructions, there will be consequences. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, Elijah declared that there would be a drought until he said otherwise. Agriculture was the mainstay of the economy in the ancient Near East, and King Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel had turned to worshiping Baal. The worshipers of Baal believed that their god was the god of rain. God would supernaturally crush that theory. My brothers and sisters, Jesus says in Luke chapter 4 verse 25 that in the time of Elijah, it did not rain for three and a half years. Drought causes famine, and hardest hit during famine were widows. But in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 12 through 17, Elijah was directed to go and live with a widow and her son. When Elijah met the widow at the gate of the city, she was gathering sticks to burn so that she could use the last of her flour and the last of her oil to bake a last meal for herself and her son, then they would die. But folks, God had other supernatural plans. Elijah asked the widow to bake him a small cake, then promised that she would have enough food until the drought ended. My friends, the widow showed obedience and trust in the prophet of God. And he provided flour and oil that continuously refilled. Do we trust God the way the widow trusted God? Oh, by the way, the woman was a Gentile from Phoenicia and not from Israel. Yet she recognized the God of Israel. King Ahab and Jezebel were in Israel and did not recognize the God of Israel. My comrades, when Elijah stayed with the widow in 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 17 through 23, her son became sick and died. The widow concluded that God was punishing her for her past sins. Elijah prayed for the grief-stricken widow and stretched himself over the boy three times, asking in verse 21 that God would bring the boy's soul back to him. Verse 22 says, Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. Folks, we should not underestimate the power of prayer or that God hears our prayers. We should ask, expecting to receive. Will you put your trust in God by trusting in Jesus and repenting of your sins? Will you give your life to him today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your supernatural power to affect our lives. In the name of Christ, who is your Lord, amen. And if you gave your life to Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe. 
Be blessed and have a great week.